Hello there. So here's the thing. Um, there are so many films that that are very popular and I have not seen, and I've gotten a lot of flack for it by a lot of friends. And um, well, I saw this uh, Disney film that came out uh, quite a few years ago. That's very famous. You might have heard of it. It's called Moana, and I just saw it in 2021. Yes, uh, I know. But I kind of wanted to talk about it, and here's my fresh thoughts. And so. Here we go. I guess um, my thoughts on the film. I love the film. Um, is it a masterpiece? No, but it's pretty great, and um, it feels very Disney, but uh, in a good way. Um, so if you have to start off with the story, we see Moana as a kid, and uh, there's this. Uh, you have your classic um, narration at the beginning. You know, once upon a time, this this happened, and turns out we have a little short. Uh, you know, flashback narration uh, to show that his demigod called Maui, he uh, took this um, stone, uh, you know, the heart of Tefiti, which is this like nature goddess, and he took her heart and he ran away. Uh, but then uh, this other monster, uh, you know, Taka, this fire lava monster attacked him and he lost his, uh, he lost his hook which is his weapon that allows him to turn into different animals and he lost the stone and uh, then we turn turns out that it is uh, being narrated to a bunch of children in a village and uh, Moana's there and everyone's terrified whereas Moana's actually pretty enthusiastic about this and she's you know pretty uh, she's in awe of the story and so this sits her apart from the rest of the kids and uh, I like I this uh, movie has some really really strong writing um by, by strong writing i mean each character has a belief and they progress the plot forward using that belief so for let's say um wanna and also this these characters have wants and needs and goals that they're trying to achieve throughout the story so moana's want ever since she was a kid was to go out and out into the ocean beyond the reef uh, whereas her father believes that uh, she should not and she should stay within the confines of the island um and then he tells her to be the next queen not exactly a queen uh, but be th to be the ruler and she becomes the ruler of the island and she starts um, trying to help people uh, you know in her island and then so basically what happens at the island is that the crops are dying uh, and the resources aren't enough and there aren't there are no fish in the water nearby and so uh, Moana tries to solve these problems, uh, but she's not getting too far because these are very temp these are permanent problems, and the solutions that she is providing are very temporary. And so she asks her father that she could go outside the reef, and her father says, "No, you cannot." And then she's pretty mad about it. And then, so basically, it sets her up as this Moana, this you know person who longs to go outside the beach. It's a very Disney princess-like thing. They have a want. And it's a very character-driven stuff, right? She has a want, which is to go outside the reef, and she has to achieve that want. Um, then I like how we get a different perspective, right? It's not like Moana's good and her father is bad. Uh, it's like Moana's good, but her father is an opposing force as of now in the screenplay. And um, I like how we get his father's perspective. Um, so basically, Moana's pretty angry, and her mother comes, and her mother tells uh, us and tells Moana why her father is not allowing her because uh, her father also was like her in, when he was young and he wanted to go outside the reef but he lost his friend in a storm and so he does not wish to lose Moana too and I love that because you get a perspective on Moana but you also get a perspective on the father so that turns the father from an evil two-dimensional villain or antagonistic force of sorts to a 
to an empathetic father who's actually looking out for the safety of his daughter. So it makes sense from his point of view. Um, so that I think grounds his father's character as well. But it's not too explored because he's not the main character, so it's fine. Um, then what happens is Mona's um, grandmother believes. Uh, she has a de- opposing belief to her father. She believes that uh, Moana should go out and explore and uh, try and see what could be helped and stuff. And then she reveals to Moana that there are actually boats inside and there were, uh, they, her villagers were actually voyagers and they stopped their ways. And so she was really excited about the idea because she's like, oh, so we used to go out and venture out into the seas, but now we just stopped and we're just living in this island. Uh, after telling her father... Her father uh, is pretty angry about this and he's about to burn the boats and then we figure out that her grandmother is dying and um, I I think she said this one moment with the grandmother it was like she was dancing with these um, sea creatures and she was saying that uh, she will be reborn as one of these sea creatures uh, when she dies and then she dies Um, and it's a pretty heart-touching moment because she tells Moana that she should go out, listen to her voice in her heart, all that classic stuff. And she does want Moana to go out, and Moana goes out, and then she goes a lot of obstacles, and then she meets Maui, and uh, you know you expect Maui to be this huge. This film is very funny, and and it works mainly on the, the use of comedy. It reminds me of Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse because both in these films. Um, the use of comedy is based on reversals. What is a reversal? Well, you uh, build up to an, uh, to an idea uh, that the audience expects and then you show them the complete opposite. So I think that's how the main comedy of Spider-Verse works and that's how the main comedy of this movie works. Um, where you expect Marvel to be this huge, bulking, scary guy. Uh, then it turns out he's just, you know, a muscular fun dude with uh, Dwayne Johnson's voice. And he's pretty... Like egotistical, you know, he loves singing praises of himself, and him and Moana don't start out strong. But I love that as the film goes on, they become close friends. Um, we, uh, you know, um, Maui res- learns to respect Moana as a person. He mocks her all the time, but once as the story progresses and as they go through obstacles, they go through obstacles such as uh, they fight this sort of cute small pirate uh, people, and they also. Uh, fight this huge crab i forgot the name of but he starts singing and then they have to work together as a team and they have to uh, finally show their individual strengths and they they have to uh, finally win the day and i love that because it's a very classic story beat right this character has a want and this character is trying to achieve that want which is the plot of the story and they have to go through obstacles to get it and as they go through the obstacles they change as people and um Maui learns to respect Moana and Moana learns to believe in herself a little bit but then um, as they were about to reach uh, after getting the hook after they were about to reach the uh, mountain uh, there was they had to face one last obstacle which is Taka the lava monster and um, they fail and Maui's uh, hook is damaged and he said that if if it, it is damaged once again that it will never be fixed and Moana is also pretty heartbroken and Maui leaves Moana saying that you are not the chosen one and um Again, it is a classic moment in the screenplay. It's called, uh, you know, where all hope is lost. 
and uh, Mon is also pretty heartbroken. But then that sea creature comes, and I literally said that is her grandmother, and it is her, it is her grandmother, and I love that moment between a grandmother and her granddaughter, and they're reconnecting, and uh, she manages to she manages to inspire Moana again to go and do this herself, and Moana comes back. She uses her wits and all the and she learned how to sail a boat throughout the film, and so she uses those techniques and skills to outsmart the Taka monster and go uh, go through. Uh, and she's about to reach the mountain, but then Taka is about to win, and then who comes back? Mao is back, and again, it was a pretty great uh, moment. And I saw that coming because I've mostly studied the basic structural screenplay format but it works here right and why well, he comes back and makes sense towards his character we even get to explore his character right um i love how his tattoos tell stories and there's this there's this small maui inside uh the tattoo that keeps communicating to the actual maui so sort of you could probably say as metaphorically that's is in our heart what he's saying but it's a pretty cute moment about how his tattoos are actually sort of part of his character, sort of part of his identity, and how his tattoos tell a story about his past life and how he was abandoned by his parents and how the gods took him in and made him Maui. And Maui has to learn that his hook doesn't make him Maui, his kind heart makes him Maui. And that's a great arc for him. And Moana learns to believe in herself once again. And then it turns out that Taka is the uh, Tafiti um, goddess that they need. And she does not defeat the villain by, you know, smacking. She defeats the villain through empathy, which is very uh, Spider-Man 2-like. And she puts the, restores the heart uh, or the stone back into the defeaty. And, uh, you know, she becomes this green uh, goddess again. And all the sky is very clean and nice. And Maui gets his new hook and he flies away. And he bids uh, Moana farewell. And that's a beautiful scene. I'm so happy that Disney did not force in a, a, for, uh, a very uncomfortable love angle between Moana and Maui they are good friends and that's how they should be and I like how they maintain that and um, Maui, go, Maui goes away and learning becoming a better person and learning that his hook does not define him uh, it's him you know it's very Thor Ragnarok style it's not the hammer that defines him it's himself and his own personality um, Mo Moana is also a fully fleshed out character now she's one of my favorite female characters not because she's female not because she's badass because she is a human being she's a human being with flaws she's a human being with beliefs and she's a human being that grows she's a good character first of all and that really works and everything is fine her her island is fine her dad's beliefs change uh you know so uh, she stays adamant to her beliefs and so she reminds me of, like sort of a flat character of sorts uh you know flat characters are a character that changes the characters around them and she changes the beliefs of her father and everything ends well it's a very nice uh, you know uh, be all like happy sort of disney ending um i do not think this was a masterpiece because i feel like it wasn't that risky um but i'm not saying risky films are always good risky can be bad i've just seen better films but this is still pretty great great screenplay it has great screenplay the structural beats are very well done with some you know three-dimensional characters and the animation oh my god the animation is freaking great the water simulation of all the waves and the water falling on these people is great i love the character designs the animation is top notch disney did a fantastic job um so yeah writing wise great animation wise uh pretty fantastic and unbelievably realistic i gotta say and um, yeah i think it's a pretty pretty great disney film and a pretty great film overall uh, thank you for listening to this podcast and until next time, I'll see you later.